is Cynthia McIntosh, and I welcome you to Nuggets of Truth Broadcast. On today, I want to encourage us to continually give thanks unto the Lord for times in our lives where we are faced with uncomfortable seasons of life. And unfortunately, none of us are exempt from uncomfortable seasons of life, for we are one and the same. We are born as a seed of Adam naturally. But the good news, we're born of Christ spiritually. And that's why I want to encourage us to give God the praise at all times. For we're living in two worlds. We're living in a natural world and we're living in a spiritual world. Because we're living in a world of this earth. Seasons, there will be seasons where we feel alone, hopeless, out of control in our lives, oppressed, feel forsaken, or, or simply any reason. There will be discomfort in our lives that change our normal lives of, of comfort. But I want to encourage us today that whatever the season we're in, God still wants to praise. He wants our worship as our hero. And I take these thoughts from 1 Thessalonians 5 and 18. And it says in everything, and I emphasize thing, give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ concerning us. Another version of the Bible says says it like this. Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ. This this text infers that as a people of God, we're called in this earth to give God praise. That's one of our callings and one of the reasons that we're to give God praise is because God is connected to praise. In Psalms 22 and 3 it says, But thou art holy, O God, thou that inhabitest the praises of Israel. And because the, of the fact that the Gentiles have been grafted into the family of God, we are, we are spiritual Israelites. And that means as we give praise unto God, the presence of God inhabits that praise. And along with God comes his love. Along with his love comes his provision. If you want to stir something up in your midst, in the, in the midst of people, and especially unbelievers, start to give praise and worship unto God. It will silence them. Because they are faced with a truth that God deserves that praise. And you'll either see them join in or they'll pull back because we live in the age of rebellion. There are many people who do not want to recognize God for who he is. They don't want to give God space. They don't want to give him that room which is created by our praise. To fill the atmosphere. And so you will find many non-believers begin to pull back. And you see the true 
feeling of their hearts. A heart that does not want to give service unto God. And so as a people of God, we are called to serve God as praise givers. I asked you the question today, are you a praise giver? (laughs) Because if you are a praise giver, you are a blessing receiver. God fills our praise with his presence. And as the praises of God go up, the blessings of God comes down. So I'll read 1 Thessalonians 5.18 again. It says, in everything give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ concerning us. And let me read again that scripture in Psalms 22 and 3. It says, but thou art holy, O thou that inhabitest the praises of Israel. And I reread those again because sometimes in spiritual warfare we need to tell Satan why we're doing what we're doing. Why we're giving praise in the midst of our misery. Why we're giving praise and I just lost the job that I love. Why am I praising God because I lost my spouse? Why am I praising God because the doctor just told me that I'm full of cancer. Why am I praising God? I'm praising God because God has commanded me to praise him in everything. And and before I end today, let me take us into one more scripture that we can use as spiritual warfare to help our enemies know why we must stay in the battle of praise in this earth. Uh, Romans 8, 28, 39. I believe as people of God, we must be Romans 8, 28 through 20, 39 saints. Romans 8, 28 through 39. And today I want to deeply uh, speak this into our spirits. I want to read it in two versions of Bible. The first version says, and we know that God causes everything to work together For the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. For God knew his people in advance and he chose them to become like his son. So that his son would be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. And having chosen him, he called them to come to him. And having called them, he gave them right standing with himself. And having given them right standing, he gave them his glory. What shall we say about such wonderful things as these? If God is for us, who can ever be against us? Since he did not spare even his own son, but gave him up for us all, won't he also give us everything else? Who dares accuse us whom God has chosen for his own? For no one. For God himself has given us right standing with himself. Who then will condemn us? No one. For Christ Jesus died for us and was raised to life for us. And he is sitting in the place of honor at God's right hand pleading for us. Can anything ever separate us from Christ's love? Does it mean he no longer loves us? If we have trouble or calamity or or persecuted or hungry, destitute or in a danger or threatened with death, 
As the scripture says, for your sakes we are killed every day. We are being slaughtered like sheep. No, despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loves us. And I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love. Neither death, nor life, neither angels, nor demons, neither our fears for today, nor our worries about tomorrow. Not even the power of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. I want to read that same text, Romans 8. 28 through 39 again in another text it says this that's why we can be so sure that every detail in our lives of love for God has worked into something good God knew what he was doing from the very beginning he decided from the outset to shape the lives of those who love him among the same lines as the life of his son The Son, Jesus, stands first in the line of humanity he restored. We see the original and intended shape of our lives there in him. After God made the decision of what his children should be like, he followed it up by calling them by name. After he called us by name, he set us on a solid basis with himself. And then after getting us established, he stays with us to the end, gloriously completing what he has begun. So what do you think? With God on our side like this, how can we lose? If God didn't hesitate to put everything on the line for us, embracing our condition and exposing himself to the worst by sending his own son, is there anything He wouldn't gladly and freely do for us. And who would dare tangle with God by messing with God's one of God's chosen? Who would dare even to to point a finger? The one who died for us, who raised to life for us, is in the presence of God at this very moment, moment sticking up for us. Do you think anyone is able? To drive a wedge between us and Christ's love for us. There is no way. Not trouble. Not hard times. Not hatred. Not hunger. Not homelessness. Not bullying threats. Not backstabbing. Not even the worst sins listed in scripture. They kill us in cold blood because they hate you. We're sitting ducks. They pick us off one by one. None of this phases us because Jesus loves us. And I'm absolutely convinced that nothing living or dead, angelic or demonic, today or tomorrow, high or low, thinkable or unthinkable, 
absolutely nothing can get between us and God's love. Because of the way that Jesus Christ, our master, has embraced us. But beloved, I'm going to stop reading there. Romans 8, 28 through 39 saints. That, that's what we, we've got to be. We've got to know that everything we go through is going to be worked for our good. God never planned for anything in our life as a child of God. Negative to be greater than the positive that's going to come forth as we get through it to the blessings he has for us because of it. Oh yes, there's a reason for your trouble. There's a reason for your pain. And I speak this today. God will give you double for your trouble and triple for your tribulation. He will show you that he is the God of the devil and his ways against us and the God of good. Well, beloved, I've got to go. God bless you. I hope to share again with you all next week.